Are you ready to meet the moment? Ozzy and our friends at Chevrolet are proud to present Real Talk, Real Change to help foster racial equality in America. And we're inviting you to help. Join me, Carlos Watson, as I talk with key leaders from across the country about racial disparities in America's healthcare system. Look for The Carlos Watson Show and Real Talk, Real Change on YouTube and subscribe. Or download The Carlos Watson Show wherever you get your podcasts. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Hey, beautiful people. If you love what you're hearing or if you have any questions, follow me on Instagram at Blue Hazel, B-L-U-H-A-Z-L. Let me know what's up. I cannot wait to hear from you. Welcome to Girl, We Got This with Blue Hazel co-founder Letitia Lee. Join Letitia as she interviews real people, shares personal stories, and talks raw, honest advice about all things sisterhood. Because after all, life is easier with a sister. Here's your host, my sister, Letitia Lee. What up, sis? Hey, I know we all struggle with different things in life. Some of us struggle with confidence. Some of us struggle with self-esteem. Some of us struggle with self-respect. Everything's not easy in life. And I've dealt with a lot of these issues personally too. But we gotta work through it. Honestly, you have to do the work. Sometimes it's okay to put your head down, focus on yourself, get a journal, go see a therapist. Actually, it's always okay to do that. All of the above just gives you a better, more beautiful, balanced life. Honestly, when you create your confidence, the sky's the limit, girl. Today, I literally am blown away by this incredible, beautiful, intelligent woman sitting across from me. Talk about the boss of creating confidence. Guys, her podcast, Heather Monahan, Creating Confidence, is now on Podcast One. And we're talking all things confidence, how to create your confidence. We all don't know what the hell we're doing sometimes. Heather does, though. And Heather's sharing it today and all day long. Also, she has a book called Confidence Creator. So you should probably do both podcasts and get the book and listen. Because when I tell you she is going to rock your world, you're going to leave listening to this podcast so inspired. But before we get into the Boston Hills, Heather Monahan, I got to tell you guys why I'm so in love with Gold Peak Tea. You know, it's my favorite. There's nothing like it. Honestly, it's so delicious. It's home brewed. The taste of Gold Peak Grill Brew Tea, it just gives me that comforting feeling of home. Whenever I'm drinking it, I'm back in Massachusetts. I'm back with my family. I'm back with my friends. Honestly, I'm back with my grandma. We always had tea in the fridge. Maybe it's a New England thing, but I also think it's a Southern thing. I also think it's a West Coast thing. You know, it just makes you feel at home when you drink tea. It just makes you feel at ease. It's peaceful. Gold Peak Grill Brewed Tea. It's available in a variety of sizes in 14 different flavors. You know, whether it's time for lunch, dinner, or just a quick snack with Graham, the home-brewed taste of Gold Peak Iced Tea makes every meal more refreshing and so delicious. It's perfectly crafted with ingredients like pure filtered water, mountain-grown tea, and just the right balance of sweetness. It's the real brewed taste that always makes you feel right at home. I'm telling you guys, I'm always back in Massachusetts when I'm drinking this. With ice-cold Gold Peak Grill Brew Tea, the comforts of home are never far away. You can find your favorite Gold Peak flavor at a retailer near you. Gold Peak Grill Brew Tea, the taste that always brings you home. Hey, I'm Heather Morris. And I'm Ava Bernstein-Mitchell, a.k.a. Ava Flav. And we're the hosts of the new show, The Dance Room, on Podcast One. We're veteran dancers and choreographers that have worked with the likes of Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, and many more. Oh, and you know, I used to be on this little show called Glee. I don't know if you watched it. Well, each week we're going to go full out on our favorite TV dance shows like So You Think You Can Dance, Dancing with the Stars, and World of Dance. So don't miss it. Get new episodes of The Dance Room every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast Podcast One. One. 
Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Now back to Girl, We Got This with Letitia Lee. Hey, sis. I have an incredibly beautiful, smart, intelligent woman sitting in front of me right now, and you have to get to know her because I think she's going to low-key change your life. Her name is Heather Monahan. Girl, you're an author. You now are the creator of a new podcast, which, welcome to the Podcast One family, Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan. Thank you. Ladies, workshops on confidence. She's a speaker. She is literally goals. I mean, Heather, welcome to Podcast One. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here because I just actually had an incredible guest on the show the other day. Her name was Amanda LeCount, and our whole aspect of her life was confidence. And I feel like learning about you, you are kind of like a pyramid of confidence. And I think, you know, your story is going to impact so many people today. It's going to be unreal. So thank you for just being here and sharing like your journey. Oh, I'm grateful. I'm happy to do it. Thank you. So I want to ask you one question just to start. How did you start this journey? I mean, I know the corporate story and, you know, you got fired, but how did Heather as a younger woman start this journey of finding confidence? Yeah, it's been a long road. And, you know, a lot of people that knew me when I was younger and then read my book when it came out told me they were shocked. They thought my whole life that I had this amazing confidence and I had it all going on and life was so easy. However, that was not the case. Nor nor is it still the case now, right? Like anytime you try something new, your confidence takes a little ding and, you know, you get a little nervous. So it's been a ride and it hasn't been linear and it hasn't been this clear, oh, here's how I'm going to do it. I grew up poor and my mom was a single mother raising four kids, working three jobs, you know, to get by. And it was times were tough when I was a kid. So I was not the most confident person because that that blueprint wasn't necessarily in front of me. My mom didn't have it. You know, mm-hmm. she was struggling on her own. And when you watch the person caring for you struggle, it's scary, right? That's so powerful. I could say the same thing about my mom. Like, she struggled with confidence. So how do we learn from the only woman that we see? It's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know... I believed some people were just born confident and beautiful and successful. I wasn't that person. I want people to know today that is not the case. I was not born confident, or if I was, I lost it real fast, (laughs) right? Because when I, my memory years, you know, 5, 10, 11, 12, whatever, I was not confident. I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't think I was pretty. I didn't think I was enough. Wow. And one of the great things that happened for me is I stumbled into sports. And sports for me ended up being this team environment. I was part of something bigger than me. That that helped me to start seeing, hey, I I feel good in this arena, in the sports arena. I this is a place I feel good in. And in I didn't know at the time, but that started opening my mind to Life wasn't just doomed this one lane and this is how it had to be. Right. Now I was starting to realize, hey, there's other arenas and places I can go. And sometimes I feel good in them. Sometimes I don't. But I really like when I feel good. So I think I want to try to spend more time in the sports area. That's so cool. I was a sports chick, too. I knew I was going to like you. <laughs> you know what? I, I always say I can find I can like. I can feel a woman that played sports. There's this certain type of confidence that we naturally have, and I think we gain it through sport. As a woman and as 
a younger girl trying to find her way, I think sports gives you this type of pillar to stand on. And it, you create this sisterhood, this friendship that like supports you and helps you and that kind of guides you through like our younger years. It definitely can. However, there's a lot of people, my sister's one of them, who aren't naturally skilled to be an athlete. Totally. And it doesn't just have to be sports. That's what I want people to know. It was for you and I, right. which was great. And, right. and we are grateful we found that. My sister didn't make the teams that she tried out for. So she found her confidence through reading and writing and academics became mm. her wheelhouse. You know, that's where she, you know, she gravitated towards this one arena of people studying and writing and really immersing themselves in school. I hated that stuff. Wow. You know, we were polar opposites. But I think we both both went our separate ways to find our own niche, our own strength. And by figuring out who you are and what you enjoy doing, that's such a big and that's a bigger you know, picture topic. But really gravitating towards what you love, not what other people tell you to do, yes. is a great way to build confidence. How would you tell that person that's looking for something that they love? to start building their confidence. What would you say to that person? Well, a few different things. Number one, you have to try different things. You can't just, and I, I sat in you know corporate America for over 20 years yes. just doing the same thing because it was comfortable. People need to know comfort is the opposite of growth. Preach. Comfort equals death. Yes. So if, you are, if you're comfortable right now, okay, this is a wake-up call. It's a red flag. We need you to start trying something new. You've got to do something different. For me, I had this really eye-opening experience. I had been divorced, and I was seeing a, a hypnotherapist, which I, I'm sure some people will be like, oh, boy, this lady's a hippie. I'm no. not. However, I was open-minded to what I'm doing right. I'm not happy, right? Like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I knew that much, but I didn't know where to go. Right. So I had a friend that said, hey, I went to this hypnotherapist. He helped me a lot. Why don't you give it a shot? Okay, I went. And the guy was this great guy that really understood me and we connected well. So one day he says to me, you know what? You need to do some work outside of this room. I said, okay, hit me. What do I need to do? He said, go take a stand-up comedy class. And I said, that sounds ridiculous. He said, look at your face right now. You're appalled, right? I said, yeah, I, I don't want to do it. He said, that's exactly why you're going to go. Wow. What was interesting there is I was so anti the idea of it. In my mind, that was just not me. And I, I, you know, I don't know if I thought I was better than that or I was scared to do it, whatever it was. Yeah, totally. I didn't want to do it. And there was a visceral reaction from me. And when he saw that, he knew that's where I had to go. What's funny is I did it because he challenged me and I'm a competitive person. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm not going to have this guy tell me to do something and I'm too scared to do it. No backing down. I'm with that. I I'm going. I'm going to go to stupid <laughs> comedy, stand-up comedy class. I made one of my friends come with me because that is something for me. I feel more confident when I have people around me that support me and yes. encourage me. So one of my girls went with me and we were cracking up laughing the whole time. <laughs> it was crazy, surreal, weird. They make you crawl around on the floor and act like an animal. You have to do the most... <laughs> out of your comfort zone right. things that you could ever imagine. However, what was interesting is at one part of the class, they said, everyone's going to have to get up. We're going to time you. You have five minutes just to riff, get up and talk. And so I thought, no problem. That's super easy. What I didn't know until that day, it's not easy for everybody. In my mind, I had been in sales leadership for two decades. That's what I did for a job. So I thought that's something everyone does because it was easy to me. Yes. You know, then why isn't it easy for everyone? Sometimes it's gaining that perspective that you have something unique and valuable about you 
that is special about you. You just might not see it yet. I was given this opportunity by moving into my fear and doing something I don't want to, to shine a light on that. However, if you don't know what's unique and special about you, another great way to identify it, send out 10 emails to 10 people, friends, coworkers, family, whoever, doesn't matter, and just ask them, I'm trying to identify what is unique. What's my unique value proposition? What's different or special about me? And when you get these beautiful responses back that are going to tell you why you're so flipping amazing because everybody is special and amazing totally in their own right, 100%. different ways, but you're going to find out, oh, hey, not everyone can edit work like this. That's a, a gift I have. Mm-hmm. Hey, hang on. Maybe I should spend more time there. Or wait, my sketches are good and I should be working with others, teaching them how to sketch or draw. Whatever your, is unique and special about you, the more time you spend in that area and arena, the more confident and powerful you'll become. Which is so key. I hope you ladies are listening to this because you just drop so much knowledge. Like, honestly, having no fear is pretty much what I just heard from you. You know, having no fear to reach out to your partners, your friends, your people around you, asking them these things that you don't even, like, acknowledge about yourself. Yeah, but it's it's fear is present. Yeah. It's going. It's I now see fear. I think we were taught incorrectly. When we were kids, we were taught, if you feel scared, back down. Go, totally. Go into your hole. Go protect you. No, no, no. Here's how I teach fear, and I say this to myself all the time. Fear is a green light that means go and go faster. I love that. That's fact. When you see fear, it's a green light. Get moving. Get the f*** going, guys. Okay? (laughs) Green light They're totally bleeping that out on you. (laughs) We got Steve. Steve's got my back. (laughs) But it's so real. The green light is go. When it's fear, you can't be comfortable because you're just going to be complacent in life. And you are literally... There's so much strength in you, Heather. And I'm so proud that you're here today because I also want to talk about... The Monaghan Method. What is the Monaghan Method? I was reading it over today and I was like, everyone needs to hear this right now. So, you know, I was, as we touched on briefly, I was in corporate America for a, yes. you know, the majority of my career for over 20 years and I did really well in corporate America. However, when I'd gotten to this really high level and I was making a lot of money, rah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, this, but I was super comfortable and not, I knew I wasn't living my potential, but I didn't know what my potential was. Can I ask you one question? Sure. Were you happy? I I wouldn't say I was happy. I was in a toxic environment at work. Mm-hmm. However, I felt very proud for the life I was able to provide for my yes. son. You know, getting divorced and coming out with nothing when I got divorced and then rebuilding myself and having my son walk. I was very proud of me financially, yes. work-wise. Killing it. Kill, I don't... Financially, yes, Killing but it. not... Yeah. Not happiness-wise or Inside. fulfillment, passion, purpose. I want it all. I want passion, purpose, yeah. and money. You I, deserve it all. I don't want to just have the money and feel unfulfilled because I did it for too long. Yes. So I decided wow. a couple of years ago, it's actually three years ago last month, I was going to launch my own personal brand. I was going to shine my light for the first time ever in corporate America in this really weird, linear environment. And you're supposed to fit in a box. But I thought, you know what? I built up enough cred here. I had doubled the company's revenues from 100 million a year to over 200 million a year. I had wow. won so many awards. I had, I felt I had my name was, people knew my worth. I wasn't scared. I'm going for it. I felt comfortable. Oh, I was wrong. And so I launched this personal brand with my hashtag Boss and Heels. Yes. A blog around the Mo- Monahan method. And it's heathermonahan.com if you want to check it out. And it was just to show everyone, hey, if you grew up poor, if you don't have the answers, you're with me, kid. 
kids. I'm right here with you. And here's how I did it. You don't need to make the mistakes I made. I'm going to show them to you. Here's a better way you can do it now that I've done it that mm-hmm. I can. I have a lot of clarity on. I don't want just wealthy kids to have that direction you and I didn't have yes. as kids. Yes. I want them to know confidence can be created. You can get promoted. You can create a job around your creativity, your ideas, and you need to execute and take action. And here's how you do it. But, you know, I wanted to share all that. So I launched the, the blog. I launched the site. I launched all of my socials public. And immediately the CFO at my company came at me with the general counsel and they tried to shut me down. What? And it was a horrible time. They said that I was misleading employees and misleading um, advertisers and clients and that I, the bottom line was, I was threatening other people by shining my light. People were afraid (laughs) of what I was doing. And it was, it it sounds funny now because it's three years ago, but that year, year and a half until I got fired was pure hell. Constantly being called in and told to shut this down and threatened and knowing that I could lose that paycheck. Remember, I'm taking care of my son and I, I was challenging the man, or in this case, the woman. And, you know, in the end, she fired me. However, it ended up being a blessing, but it's taken a while, over a year and a half, to get me to a point where I can verbalize that because it was it was a major kick in the teeth. 100%. It's not easy starting over. No, it's not easy getting fired. No, it's the probably one of the worst feelings. However, I always say the bounce back is so much greater. So we're going to get into this soon. But can we please touch on Boston Heels? Because I just, first of all, I love the title, dude. That The title's so incredible, Heather. Like, <laughs> you are a boss and you have the dopest heels. So, like, w- tell me what does the boss in heels mean to you? What it means to me is when I was younger in corporate America, I used to work for the Gallo Winery when I was in my 20s. It was all men. There was three women. I was one of them. And I was told, don't wear short skirts. Don't wear your hair down. That that continued with me right through my radio career in corporate America. As I get promoted, you probably shouldn't wear a shirt like that. You pro- I was always being judged on how I looked, whether I looked beautiful or maybe I didn't look beautiful enough that day, or maybe I was too dressed up or I was. I was constantly being scrutinized by men and women. Mm. And it was a crap feeling. What I've learned through all of this is that the minute I stood up last year, I was speaking for the WNBA in Las Vegas. It was a really large engagement for me. And I noticed I only had ripped jeans in my bag. And I Mm -hmm. went, oh, my God, I shouldn't wear this. (laughs) Now, mind you, at this time, I'm working for myself as the Boston Heels, right? But I still reverted to my old way. Wait a minute. I can't wear ripped jeans at a speaking engagement. And I had to stop myself and say, you're in Vegas mm-hmm. speaking for the WNBA, a group of women that are supporting other women. Wear the damn jeans, Heather. And I wore the jeans and I showed up at the event and killed it. And then women were coming whoop, up whoop. to me and they were like, I wish I could have confidence like you to wear ripped jeans. And I had to tell them, no, listen, <laughs> I didn't have the confidence. I didn't bring anything else. And they were laughing. <laughs> but Boston Heels to me, that hashtag, the name of my company is rock your look, whether it's ripped jeans, whether it's flip-flops, purple hair, or shave your head. I don't care, but rock you, not what the world tells Mm -hmm. you to be, what you tell you to be, because that's what counts. And you know what? As a woman, we're always told what to be since we were a young girl. We're always told to look like this, to be like this, to act like this. Was there a point in your life where you were like, besides corporate America, I mean, where you were like, this. I'm being Heather Monahan. Was this the year and a half ago after you got fired from the corporate where you were just like, it's time to be this boss in heels and I'm going to own my shit? It wasn't that simplistic, though. The way you just made it sound made it sound easy. None of this has been easy. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Listen, 
moving into a passion and purpose-driven life is so scary because the money isn't coming. The, the first six months, I just sat around writing a book. No one was paying me to yeah, do that. I, I was draining my savings. I mean, I was taking that risk. In the back of my mind, I kept this one door open. Okay, I can go back to another competitor in corporate America if I have to. But the longer I keep that door open, the less I was leaning into this new world and really immersing myself in it. So I was the way I like to verbalize it is I was straddling like a, a river. One leg was holding me back to this old you know, safety zone, and the other one was trying to move forward to this dark unknown. But the longer you straddle both, you're not going to be great at either. Right. And I finally had a friend, my friend's husband said to me, you need to go bigger. And until you go all in and close the door on the past and never go back to it, you're never going to take off. And he had that conversation with me. I'll never forget Labor Day last year. I went home. I watched the movie The Secret on Netflix. The best. I had never seen it. The best. I'd heard ever. about it. It was really powerful to me because I used to think that was like hippie talk and because I was in Weird corporate stuff. America. Yeah, right. 100%. I just, I, I didn't get that. And that day I wrote down, I saved the paper. I wrote down... I can't believe I've sold over a million copies of my book, Confidence Creator. I am changing the lives of people all around this world, and I am making millions of dollars doing it, helping others, living my passion, shining my light. My life is magical. And I would start reading that every day. And then I, the other key is here. I took massive action each day. I didn't just sit around reading that. You know, yeah. like I promoted the heck out of my book. I took risks when people wouldn't pay me for speaking. I'd go speak for free. Right. And then when, you know, someone would say, oh, I'm going to refer you here. Could you do me this favor? Yes, I will. I, I ate so much, you know, just I, I, I wasn't on the outside looking in. People would be like, oh, she took another stage. So many of those stages, I just hustled and was killing myself and taking red eyes because I needed to build up the credibility as an entrepreneur. I had left the world where I had credibility. I was starting over as a rookie. Yes. And, and I just, it wasn't it didn't come instantly. It came really, there was a real tough year before my book finally started taking off, before the speaking engagements, I started getting paid, before I started figuring out I wanted to get my own podcast. I wanted to pursue different revenue streams, which is really important to diversify your business. You can't just have one book and one mantra that you're hanging with. You've got to find a way to build. And that that took some time. It didn't happen overnight. Building a brand is a journey. I tell everybody that. It's hard. There's no easy way to building a brand at all. But you're building it and you're doing it so amazingly. Creating confidence, guys. We have a podcast now on Podcast One called Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan. And it's just going to be her beautiful insight of her life, her confidence, how she is this incredible businesswoman. And I think, you know, we as a woman, men too, they need to hear this confidence. I have one specific question for you. When, you know, you're having those bad days, because like you said, finding confidence isn't linear. What's your drive? Would you say like your your son is like one of your motivators? Like, what's the drive? Like when Heather's like, I'm not feeling this today or like, damn, I didn't get paid. Like, you know, when you're going through it, when you're having that entrepreneurial downfall and you're just like, Shh. Like, what, what drives you? What gets you back up? Well, first of all, knowing this, if success was easy, everyone would have it, right? True. I was told in corporate America, you can never get to the C-suite because you're not this, that, or this. And that fueled me to go. And knowing mm. I'm taking the punches, I'm just not going down. Right. You can keep throwing me the left hook. I'm just going to keep going. And so... Th- 
I have that experience in my memory, and I pull on those memories when I feel frustrated. I remember, hey, kid, it wasn't easy there. It's not easy here. But if you keep going, you'll you'll find the breakthrough and the solution. However, you mentioned my son, and this was a cool thing. I, I'm sure, like everyone, orders something from flipping Amazon every day, <laughs> right? So my son and I are always opening packages. He opens this package, and it's a book by Sheryl Sandberg. And it's, it's Plan B or Option B, something like that. Yeah. And he says, why would you order this? And at the time, he was 10 or 9 or 10. And I said, what do you mean? It's a book I am interested in in learning about. And he said, no, Mom, your plan A is going to work. You've got to stop with the plan B. And he goes, let's throw it out. <laughs> and you know what? To to his credit, and because I, I appreciate that he does pick me up in those yes. moments, I took that book, and it sounds terrible. I threw it right in the trash because I wanted to show him, you are right. And yeah. I, I, I really, not only do I appreciate you, but I respect you. And you're right. I can't be looking looking for a plan B. There is no plan B for me. A is where it's at and I'm going and I'm going to I'm going to hit roadblocks and I'm going to keep going and I'll find workarounds and solutions but I will not give up. And that wow. really inspires me that he believes in me. That just gave me the chills, dude. <laughs> How does it feel being that mother figure with confidence for your son? Looking back at your childhood, right? Not really having a figure to look up to and you get to be this incredible figure to your son. How does that feel? You know, I mean, you know this. Listen, my mom was working. It wasn't like she was, oh, yeah. you know, in jail and then I no. had to feel bad about it. No. So I don't want to take that away from her. I am different because I had the upbringing she gave me. 100%. She's different because of the one totally, that totally she had. That. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. So, and people respond differently to situations. I'm driven by the scarcity and the fear that I had as a child. I w- I'm sure. I see my friends that grew up wealthy. They think I'm crazy the way I work. But to me, it's all I've ever known was a hustle. I'm going to get myself out of this situation and I can rely on me and I'll create it. So sometimes the adversity creates more successful futures and entrepreneurs because you don't have that safety net. You know, I was I interviewed Gary Vee on my podcast and he talked about he's much more concerned about his kids growing up with millions of dollars than the kids that have broken homes and are wondering where food's coming from because now we have a much more level playing field with the internet, with social media. We all can create our own personal brands if that's what we decide yes. to do. And the ones that work the hardest will be the ones that win. No matter what. It's all about working hard now because we have Everything's at our fingertips. Right. Literally, everything's at our fingertips. Knowledge, technology, everything. Literally. So at the end of the day, what you just said is so powerful and that's so real. I just think it's so incredible from woman to woman seeing someone, I always say, I want to know your story of when you fell, like when you're at your lowest and how you got back to the top. Because I always think that is one of the hardest things for people to do, whether it's in a divorce, whether it's in a friendship, whether it's in you get fired from work. How the hell did you get back up? I created a 30-day plan. And it was funny. I just thought of it like a business opportunity. I mean, listen, I was crying. I was under a weighted blanket. I was bombing Chardonnay. I wanted the pain (laughs) to go away. And I don't want to mince words. It was was not a beautiful, this was not like, you know, I'm sitting in my business meeting commanding a team that's, I'm alone in my mind, you know, in pain. However, I, I leaned on my business experience and I said, I need a plan. And you always need a plan. Doesn't mean you need to know where you're going. I didn't freaking know where I was going. And I want people to know that. But I still needed a plan. So I mapped out 30 squares and I thought 30 days is attainable. I can't look five years into the future. Or I'm going to get anxiety. Totally. Because I don't know where I'm going. But I can look at 30 days. And I created a vision of how I'd look and feel in 30 days. My strong, powerful self again. I didn't feel like that on day one. But I knew anything can be done in a month, you know. And I'm going to cross the days off. 
And firing that villain out of my life, she thought she fired me, but I fired her that day. Preach. It allowed amazing people to come into my life. I asked for help for the first time ever. I put it on social. I'm struggling. I got fired. I need you. And people showed up and helped me. And as every day I would get up and cross another day off, I'd write down what I was grateful for and the people that were there to help me. And I started getting rid of the negative people and moving towards the positive people. And that shift within 30 days took me from not knowing where I was going to getting clarity that I was writing a book and starting to take action and write every day. And I still didn't know exactly where I was going. I didn't know the book was about confidence. I didn't know it was called Confidence Creator, but I just kept writing. And as I wrote, I I figured out, I think I'm writing about how I've created confidence mm-hmm. and how the reader can too. So it's about moving forward into the darkness when you can't see anything. Which is so powerful. I feel like we live in a time where a lot of people find themselves in darkness and it's hard to get out of it. I mean, it's so relative, but we don't talk about it enough. We only see like the filtered pictures right. and the pretty stuff and like everybody winning. And you said that, you know, you're over the fake filters. You're over that. You're over this. I mean, listen, I still use them. I cannot tell a lie. Who doesn't, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? Let's let's be honest. (laughs) Let's be honest. But at the end of the day, when the mask is off, there's still hard work and there's still so much other raw, scarred up things, you know, that we're working towards and that we're trying to, you know, accomplish. And you're doing it. And in your book... Confidence Creator, by the way, it was number one on Amazon. It trumps Trump for number one in business biography, and that was such an amazing moment How for me. How sick oh is that? Oh, my gosh. That okay, was amazing. Okay, Mrs. President. I didn't know that was going to happen. That's Yet again, I didn't know any of this. I remember the day it was launching, I was petrified, wondering if I was going to get sued by my past employer and if everyone was going to hate it and if I had just wasted six months of my life and all my savings. I didn't know, and everyone needs to know that I didn't know it was going to go number one. I took all the steps to try to set it up for success, yes. but you still still don't know and I just closed my eyes and jumped and and when I started getting back these amazing notes that's when passion purpose really starts connecting with your soul I was crying I was overwhelmed and I never used to feel like that in business I knew I was doing the right thing but I still didn't know if the money was going to come in you know and I just kept pushing and pushing and I found out speaking sells books so I started speaking everywhere and then I heard going on podcast sells book well I'll go on every podcast in the world but that's going on 200 podcasts in a year set me up to get my own show because wow. I had such experience doing it that when I got connected to Podcast One, they saw the experience and success I had as a guest. Like all these things have connected the dots, but I didn't know where they were connecting before. And look at you now. I mean, you are the definition of a hustler. A hustler is for sure. Yeah, you, that is for sure. You, I, I'm a hustler. Like I feel like it's in my, it's just how I grew up and how I was raised. I'll always hustle. I've been working since I was 13 years old and I'll probably never not, not work. And I just, I, I admire that. I think it's so dope. The strength in a woman that is on her sh- like, it's just so inspiring. And I thank you for that because you're inspiring me as we're sitting here talking back and forth. Oh, good. Speaking. I want to talk about your speaking engagement. Sure. When did you get the, what you just said, you know, I knew I had to feed my book. So I know I had to feed it out and I had to send it to everybody. So I was going to go to speak. How did you have fear of speaking? No, because don't forget, I had 20 plus years leading sales organizations in corporate America. The way sales leaders work is you're giving a speech three or four times a week to your employees. So to me, I had 20 years speaking. I was not afraid of speaking. 
What I didn't know is, and this is so interesting, speakers get paid millions of dollars, way more than I made in corporate America in a given year. I had, I just didn't know, and this is so important for everyone to know, there could be a business opportunity model that exists out there. You're just not aware of it. You're great at it, but you don't even know it exists because you're just living in this one little world. Mm -hmm. I was living in this little media corporate America world, hearing from people all the time. That speech was awesome. Oh, hey, thanks. Part of my job. Keep it moving. I had no idea until I got out on my own and started speaking about the book that people would say, can we hire you? And then I started saying, why? People get paid for this? Oh, yeah, Heather, people get paid anywhere from ten to $75,000 for a 60-minute speech. And I started doing the math. And I'm like, you got to I, – I, I, am, I am mad right now. I didn't know about this. But then I said, okay, well, how – I don't know – those are people not in my circle that are hiring. How do I get to that circle? Okay, you got to connect the dots. You get an agent. That could help. Or find one company that pays so then they can refer you to another company. Right. And I just took all angles. I aggressively started pursuing getting an agent. And I pitched myself, which I knew to do because of sales. And they said, you're not unique enough. Come back when you're unique. And when the book Trump Trump, I took that screenshot. I sent it to the agent. I said, I think I just became unique. When do I start? And he wrote me back. All right, we're going to sign you. That's a Boston Hills if anybody would have told me that. But listen, you have nothing to lose. They already told me no, right? So what do I care? You're going to tell me no again. I don't care. It's a numbers game. Then I'll go pitch other agents. And so that worked out great. And then I had the credit credibility of their, the Harry Walker speaker agency behind me. So I marketed it and I said, hey, I'm now at the same company that covers the Obamas and the Clintons. If you want a, a bad speaker that's going to bring the house down, you want Heather Monahan. So then you can elevate your present and it's how you position yourself and package yourself. So I really started leaning into that space and that became a great revenue. That to this day is my number one revenue driver in my company currently. Now my long-term goal is to have passive income drive my company, my books, my courses, right. you know, Know, you know, different products because what I've learned is I never had a product. I just always killed myself at work. The problem is you're going to retire at some point and the money goes away. So creating different revenue streams, passive income streams, whether it be real estate or different products or a book, it can or it can be anything. Right. I don't want to be traveling every week the rest of my life for speaking engagements. However, I'm going to do it now because it's feeding that entire business until I can figure out what a longer term play is. I'm still in the dark figuring out where I go next. With that being said, now everybody wants to know how they do what Heather Monahan does. So you guys need to go to her website right now because follow the Monahan method. You share this. Don't you share all the time? Oh, information? I talk, yeah, I talk about everything. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely an open book. My podcast each week, the first third of my podcast every week is I talk about like how I made it a win. How did I get to the top charts? It wasn't by chance, everyone. It was I created a, a business plan. I created a strategy. I did due diligence to find out what worked for other people. Mm-hmm. And then I put my own angle around it. And I share that stuff every week because knowledge and information should not be held back. It should be shared. And I know the more I share what I know, the better I'm going to get, the more opportunities I'm going to get. And I, you know, People weren't holding a handout to help me when I was younger, so I want to hold that handout now because I believe the more you pay it forward, the more opportunity you'll have in your life. 100%. 100,000%. Now, when does the podcast drop? Is Every it? Tuesday, it's live. Oh, it's perfect, live right guys. Now. So you can listen to Girl, We Got This and Heather Monahan together <laughs> on the podcast. This is so exciting. I'm really excited about this. And I'm so proud of you oh, and everything you've overcome you. and what you're still becoming. You're like becoming, you're becoming still. And it's so like, I just want to hear about you. I like, I want to talk to you in like next year. 
same oh, time yeah, for sure because i'm gonna oh be my like, gosh, where are you, you next do you know what's so crazy is i was on a year ago right now is when the my book dropped shut yes. up so the, to see and this is important for everyone to know you can change your life so much in one year it, it is overwhelming if you take massive action every day you don't listen to no's you find workarounds and solutions and you don't give up a year ago i I was on James Altucher's, who has a huge podcast. I was on his podcast. I was scared to death. I I was intimidated by him because he's such a smart, successful intellectual. And I interviewed him one year later when my book had been out a year. Now my book's successful. And to see the difference in me interacting with him. Now now he's on my show. Now I'm interviewing him. Wow. And you know, it's just, I didn't know last year at this time I was going to have a podcast. I didn't know I'd be with Podcast One. I didn't know I'd be sitting with you. So no matter where your listeners are right now, I want them to know your life can be completely different if you're willing to move into the darkness, if you're willing to take a chance on you, and if you're willing to start creating confidence right now, because confidence is created in any minute and it's your choice. And and I'll tell you, it's not always easy, but it's the right choice. Right now, to the woman listening, that's in a dark space. Like, that's like, I just got out of a breakup. I don't know what to do. I just was married for 10 years. I have two kids. Like, what am I supposed to do? What would you tell that woman right now listening? Well, you need to take action. So, you know, create a plan, create a 30-day plan, get rid of the villains that are around you. And I know mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's family. Then you have to create boundaries and have conversations. It's not hard. It's possible. I don't like when you speak to me like that. This doesn't work for me anymore. If you're going to treat me like that, we're not going to be able to spend time together. I appreciate you respecting that and move on. Stop apologizing to everybody for yes. everything. Start transforming sorry into thank you. I have a download on my website that is all examples of how you can and do that. Someone bumps into you, you say, excuse me, you're late for a meeting. You say, thank you for your patience. I appreciate you waiting. But stop putting yourself beneath everyone. Take others off the pedestal. We are all equal and we are all special in our own right. Harvard reached out to me and wanted me to teach a class and I had a meltdown. I felt like a fraud. I couldn't get into Harvard. What? How am I going to teach them? And it was so cool to hear the teacher say to me, Heather, the majority of professors here are in their 60s and they're white men. We think you bring a really cool different perspective wow and when he shared that with me i saw how i could bring value and i said you are right i can teach something and it ended up being this great experience that opens my eyes to we are the only ones ever limiting ourselves so stop limiting yourself take the chance on you surround yourself by people that stretch you to go bigger and start going Ooh, that's so powerful and i think one of the key things is Surround yourself with good people that feed your soul. That's like the key to life. It really is. And don't be sorry for it. Boundaries are key. And it's not always easy, but you have to create boundaries. It's possible, though. Yes. I I hear that from some. Well, it's too hard for me, easy for you. BS. None of this stuff is easy for me, for you, for anyone. It's a choice. Yep. And I make the decision. If I'm not happy with where my life is, I'm going to choose differently now. And it's up to you to make that decision. Okay, practice in the mirror. I've done that a million times. Put on your best power color. Leave a note on the bottom of your shoes when you get nervous to remember you can and you will. Mm. And, you know, own your mantra when you get up in the morning. I am enough. I am powerful. I am worth this. And own and curate that platform in your mind. Forget about social media. Run it right here in your head and watch how it changes how you talk, how you feel. 
everything you feed into your mind, body, soul is how your life will be. Absolutely. And it's so powerful. Hold on. Can we rewind a little bit first and talk about this Harvard speaking engagement, though? Crazy. What? How was that? It was amazing. And you can see my reviews on my website because I showcase them. I'm so proud that I'm a guest professor at Harvard. And what? How did I miss this? Oh, my gosh. I need to talk about it more. Yes. It's funny because. I thought the guy was punking me. Remember Ashton Kutcher had the show yes. Punks? Well, I thought someone was like, that's how much I really didn't think it was real yeah. because how am I teaching at Harvard when I couldn't get in? And I've become friends with the professor because he, after my talk, he said to me, could you help me with my social media? And I said, yeah, of course, I, I'd be happy to. I mean, the little thing I could do for you since you let me teach at Harvard, <laughs> yeah. yes. And so I helped him a few times. And little did I know, one of his students follows me on social and she sent me a note. She said, I just want you to know when your podcast dropped, our professor made everyone pull out their phones in class and subscribe to your podcast. Aww. And it was so cool to see like this one person I had on a pedestal and the institution on a pedestal. Not only are we equal, but we're friends helping friends out and we're all the same. Right. Once people know you're struggling or you've got a goal, they want to help you get there. And it's just about paying it forward. And, you know, he had a pain point and I helped him out and then he helped me out. And it's just, you know, just because someone looks different or, or you think they're different doesn't mean they really are. Right. And you can't be scared to ask for help. You have strong, confident people ask for help. I spent a lifetime not asking for help and making things tough on me. And the smartest thing I ever did when I got fired was blasted out to the world. I need your help. I'm hurting. And that that started a, a massive shift for me. That's incredible. I think that's one of the hardest things for someone to do is ask for help. It's not pride. anymore. Just like practice. Now I ask for help all the time. People get annoyed with me. They're like, do something on your own. <laughs> I love that. But it's this, you know, this gain experience. And it's so incredible that you're sharing your knowledge with us because so many women listening to this podcast, I can't even imagine what their thir- the next 30 days are going to look like. I mean, bro, honestly, I'm about to start my 30-day challenge like tomorrow. Well, I have a 30-day free um, ebook download on my website that you can okay, get, heathermonahan.com, and it's just about in 30 days, the changes that you can make. You know, for some people, saying affirmations is easier. Okay, start with that. For some people, starting a gratitude journal is easier. Start with that. For other people, it's about, like, I'm an action-focused person. For me, it's easier for me just to take action on mm-hmm. something. Figure out what it is, either it's your beliefs, your action, or your knowledge. And meaning you can you can change your beliefs by writing them down, journal, like start to get to know yourself better, start to you know own your claims and where you want to go. Even if it feels weird at first, own it. I am creating a movie. I am creating a book. Whatever it is you want to do, start owning it and put it in writing. But maybe it's knowledge-based and you start listening to more podcasts and watching more shows around Netflix on how to better yourself. There, we have so much opportunity at our hands. Gravitate towards what's easy for you first. People will say, well, I get stuck, Heather, and I guess you don't get stuck. I get stuck all the time. So this is what I do. I this My second book, I was ready to start writing, but I decided I don't want to self-publish because self-publishing is really freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if anyone <laughs> listening has done it. It cost me a lot of money and it was hard. I would like the power and collaboration of someone who knows, has experience, has done millions of books, right? So I start nosing around how do I get an agent all right I said forget this I'm gonna look at who's the best right now this is last year and it was Rachel Hollis and Michelle Obama had the two best performing sales um in in their respective books so I I decided well probably not the Obama route because I don't have any time in the White House I'll go the Rachel Hollis route and give it a shot so I googled who is her attorney I mean sorry her agent and 
found the agent's website, DM to the site, and I said, here's, you know, when you pitch yourself, you're yes. always pitching. Talk about why they're going to gain value from you. So I said, listen, I know you're Rachel's um, agent. Much like Rachel, I'm very vulnerable. I share my lowest moments and how readers can learn from it. Much like Rachel, my book has the ability and potential to sell millions of copies. Much like Rachel, I said all the similarities. And then I said, unlike Rachel, I don't have the religious angle. I have a business angle. Here's how I'm different and why I'm unique and compliment her instead of compete with her. And here's why I think you could you know, make millions more by representing both of us. And she wrote me back, this is interesting. You're not the right fit for me, but you could be for my partner. Let me send you to my partner. So she sends me to her partner and the partner comes back and says, Heather, you need a book proposal. You can't just send me an email. I said, well, I don't know how to do that. I know how to write a book because I can do that. I've done it. Now, once you've done something, you feel confident, right? right? I said, but I don't even know where to begin on a book proposal. She said, well, why don't I connect you to a man that knows how to do it and he can help you. And so she connected. But it was all about taking that yes. action, you know, and so starting she, and starting and taking the chance and, and pushing yourself out there. So she connected me to Peter and Peter and I have been working together for the past month on my book proposal. It's almost done. So, you know, all these things happen not by chance. They happen by taking action. By just starting and dropping the fear and just go. What's the worst that happens that she says, I don't care that you want to be like Rachel Hollis, you're not going to be. All right, peace out. I'm going to move on. Next. It's okay. Next. Thank you. Thank you. Next. Next. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) I have to ask you one thing because um, my intern actually asked me this today. And she said, you know, I'm good at pitching anybody else, but I'm really bad at pitching myself. That happens so often. And it's, 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 I used to be like that. I used to not be able to, I could can pitch anybody i can tell you how amazing my girlfriend is and why but when it got to me i was like i don't really want to tell them like yeah i do this or i do that but i wasn't as you know strong when i was pitching my girlfriend how could you tell somebody how do you pitch yourself like how would you give somebody that woman that courage to be like dude own your talk about yourself this is how you do it you know people will be paid how they see themselves, what, how they value themselves. So mm-hmm. if, you know, oftentimes you'll hear someone say, I'm not getting paid enough and it's not fair. You're being paid for what you're allowing for. You accepted the situation. So you need to decide first and foremost, what are you worth? You know, decide that for you. Do your homework. I guarantee you're getting paid less than men that are in the same arena. You know, you can Google and find out. Publicly traded companies have to share that information for their executives. That information is there. When I was going in for a negotiation at my last job and my last company before they fired me, I saw that the family members that were on my team were making hundreds of thousands of dollars more than me. Wow. And I brought those facts into the meeting. It, it did not go well, right? I did not get, <laughs> I ended up getting fired. However, I knew I was worth it. And once you know that you're worth it, so you've got to come to grips with you. That's Mm -hmm. a conversation with you versus you. Yes. And what I would do is compile your references, compile your recommendations, showcase that stuff on your LinkedIn wall, start sharing your highlight reel, not because you're full of yourself, because you are going to start inspiring others and you're going to share your value with the world. Let the world see who you really are and how fantastic you are. When you start doing that, you're going to feel better about yourself. You'll start seeing your value. The minute you step into your true power and claim it, you will know your worth and you're not going to let someone undercut you. You're going to say, no, I deserve more. And if you can't, you can't give that to me. And if you don't see that, I don't think I'm in the right room. There's another room there for you. That is so powerful. Being your authentic self and owning it. Oh my gosh. Being authentic is far and few between these days. Isn't it so crazy? But being authentic, it's the only way we relate to people, right? 
on a real true level and you can feel it. Yeah. You know when someone's showing up pretending to be perfect, they are full of it. It's so like obvious. It is so obvious. Why is it so hard for people to be authentic, you think? Insecurity. A hundred percent. It's just lack of confidence. And and people say to me, that person has it so together, I get nervous going around them. No, feel your best about you being around them. That person is so insecure and uncomfortable in their own skin. All we can feel is badly for them. Yeah. I really feel badly. That must be a very painful life. It's sad. It honestly, it's sad. And I just want everybody listening to this to know that you can own who you are and be authentic because your story is going to inspire somebody. Absolutely. Like we relate to so many different people that we would never imagine. Like the Harvard friggin', you know what I mean? It's so like, right. what? It, 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 it's not what you think. It's yes. like you have to let it unfold, but it only happens when you start showing up as yourself. People weren't calling me to teach at Harvard when I was in corporate America wearing the navy blue suit because I wasn't shining my light. I wasn't showing who I really was. Mm-hmm. Those opportunities didn't arise until I, take, I took major chances and bet on me. Right. Dude, and you did the work. And I always tell people that you have to do the work. It's not easy. And I'm going to keep going back to the, the term that you said, linear it's not a linear journey no being an entrepreneur being a boss owning your own (laughs) brand it's not linear you're gonna have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows yeah but you gotta embrace it and and it honestly is it's like knock me down eight what is it knock me down eight times get up 10 or knock me down 10 times get whatever it's one of those sayings it's always getting up one more time than you can knock down yeah yeah you gotta keep getting back up and that's the answer like that's the only way Right, because once you gave up, you're like 99% of the population, and that's that's not my plan. I'm, right. I'm the 1% that I'm not staying down, and that's just a flipping decision. Doesn't mean you know what that next move is yet. That's okay. It's going to unfold. Just keep moving forward. Wow, that's so cool. I just want to say thank you for coming to Girl We Got This, because girl, if y'all don't feel like we got this right now, like I don't we know did. how you feel. We got this. We got all of this. You know, I like to ask um, our guests one question before they leave, and uh, to reflect on their younger selves. What's one thing you would have told your 18-year-old self? Like, right now, Heather Monahan, as a number one sub, like selling book publisher, you know what I mean? Trumping, literally trumping Trump, right? You know, as a speaker, as now you have your own podcast, heathermonahan.com, your workshops, your everything that you offer to this world, which is paying it forward. What would you tell your 18-year-old self? You are so much more than you ever realized. Oh, it makes me cry. My, mm-hmm. I had no idea back then. And just keep going and start believing in you because everything you want is ahead of you. You just don't know it yet. And this is, I was talking to someone the other day about the voice and you know how when they get voted off and then a coach can come in for yes. the save. I feel like that's my life I'm living right now. Wow. All of a sudden I'll feel like everything's falling apart one day and the next morning you wake up and something amazing happens. Just let that next day unfold. Don't don't give up. You've got to keep moving towards your passion and your purpose and believe in you. That's the biggest game changer. Mm. Believe in yourself and don't give up. Even That's when it. you have the shittiest days, guys. Like, know that tomorrow, there's going to be a tomorrow. And it's going to be lighter. But you have to shine from within. Like, your light has to be the biggest friggin' light to because keep shining. it lights everybody else up. It does not dim others' lights. That's a lie. Dude, Heather, your light is so light right now. It's so bright. Like, I'm obsessed with it. So thank <laughs> you for sharing it with us and with everybody here on Girl, We Got This. Look, you need to tune into Heather Monahan's podcast. It is called Creating Confidence. If you don't already have her book, Confidence Creator, I'm going to buy it tomorrow on Amazon, <laughs> probably when I get home tonight. It's so incredible what you're doing. And I just want to say thank you 
because we need more women like you sharing these secrets and sharing their journeys and being open and being relatable and being raw. We need more of that. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to do it with your audience. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Heather. And I, in a year, we're going to be here again. Let's do it again. I need to see like, where you're at next Put year. Put it in the books. It's going to be big. I'm stoked, dude. Congrats <laughs> on everything. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Hey, sis. Thanks for listening to Girl, We Got This with Letitia Lee. Get new episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and spread the word to your tribe. Are you hungry for the usual today? Or are you ready to spice things up with the new Nashville hot brisket from Firehouse Subs? We're kicking up our slow-smoked beef brisket with Nashville hot seasoning. It's topped with melted pepper jack and our sweet and tangy slaw. Served piping hot on a toasted cornbread roll. Yeah, a cornbread roll. Save time. Order your new Nashville hot brisket on the Firehouse Subs app today. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only.